Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. And I'm Kim. Well, good evening and welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Is that the right word? Sure. I apologize for our hiatus. Had a long couple of weeks, and um, yeah, timing just didn't work out quite right to get an episode out there in spite of our wishes, so here we are tonight, ready to get back at it and get back in a routine and um, do the things that we know we need to do, because that's what life is full of and all about, right? Yep. Um, I know... I don't know, we were talking earlier about drinking water and how the hardest part about, you know, getting all the water that you need to drink is when you haven't been drinking it, it's just the hardest part is starting. Once you get used to it and you're in that routine, it's a lot easier, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about that after you went and did your workout and stuff, um, It was always the same thing, like, you know, if you missed a class in school, hardest part was going back to that next class, like, you know, um, much easier to miss a second one or a third one, you know, if you miss a day of work or or whatever, whenever you get off a routine, just seems like the hardest thing about fixing that is just the start. How was the workout, speaking of getting back into routine? Random question, but it was good. Well, not that random. I just, you know, that's another thing that, like, you know, you've been, we've had all this weather. you off the ice now for two days. Two days. And mm-hmm. So, off the ice because of the ice. Yep. Uh, if any of you are listening from somewhere not here, we have just been blasted with all the fun winter weather. The past couple of days, it was like uh, winter just decided, hey, I'm here, and because I'm late, I'm going to do all of it right now. And I was basically fully ready to go to the rink a little bit early yesterday when I brought up Facebook and they closed the rink, and then they didn't open until later today, so I couldn't go today. So I went and worked on off-ice jumps and ran my programs and did some strength training and all that fun stuff. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So we were looking for a topic to talk about and get us back onto our routine. And you mentioned worthiness. Um, and so that's kind of where we're at tonight. you care to elaborate a little bit on where your head was? Well, I think part of the last couple of weeks, not going into like full details, but I think we both had some moments of, do we feel worthy? Do we feel wanted? How come I try so hard and there's nothing in front of me by working so hard? Like, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, and it feels like I'm getting nowhere. So the devil kind of messes with your head a little bit. And, um, you know, we tell each other all the time we're not worthy of each other and all that kind of stuff. But I think the last couple of weeks I mentioned to you the thing that we've been struggling with is worthiness. Like, are we worthy? 
And are we worthy for different things in, in life? Are we worthy of Christ's love? Are we worthy of each other's love? Like, you know, a lot of the conversations that we've had have stemmed back to that. So that was the first thing that popped in my head. Okay. Um, something to talk about tonight. Do you have any, like, so you asked a question, do you have any thoughts on it? Or do you want me to jump right in here? You can jump in. I can jump right in. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. I've got a few things that come to mind. Um, first off, you're right. Like the past couple of weeks, there's been lots of opportunities, I think, for um, the enemy to kind of latch on and speak to insecurities um, and, you know, tell us that we're not valuable to a cause or that we can't be used for particular things, which, you know, even when you know to be a lie is hard to let go of isn't it yeah i mean that was most of my struggle yeah last week oh but then you know this thought creeps crept into my head when you were uh, talking about the topic and you know where your head was and my honest answer and thought is um you one of the things you said in there was you know are we worthy of Christ's love. That's that's what you said, right? Yeah. Um, and the answer no. is the answer is no. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's emphatically no, and I think like that's the whole point, right? And what makes salvation and Christ's love so good is that we're entirely undeserving. everybody is entirely undeserving yeah and i think where we get it twisted a lot of times in this world is you know when it's whether it's a uh, i don't know for our younger or single audience you know whether it's a crush or somebody you're hoping to date and you get rejected or uh, or in favor of somebody else, or it's a job you get passed up on, or it's a, um, I don't know, a, a team or a sport or anything that, you know, somebody else gets picked over you, we tend to think that it's because we are less worthy than another person. And when that's taken to its extreme, if you get to a, a, a spot of depression or things like that, you translate that over to faith and to being loved by God. And sometimes it can go to a dangerous spot where it translates over to you feeling that you are less worthy than somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1,000%. And I think that's where we just have to be careful from getting it twisted that we are not less worthy than anybody else. We are all equally unworthy. Mm-hmm. And, and the love and salvation is a gift available to everybody. Yeah. And, like, we're, when we're in the world dealing with different things, that's really hard because that's all we see. And sometimes, yeah. like, we forget that that is the case. But, you know, if, like you said, if we don't get picked for something or, um, you know, something comes along where you're put on the back burner a little bit, that's the worldly comparison that we have. And I, I feel like sometimes we, like you said, tend, tend to twist that around because we forget 
that we are completely unworthy, like, but we don't have to do anything for Christ's love. Like, right. That's already there. Like it's there to earn it. And because it's there and because we don't deserve it and it's been gifted to us and it's there for the taking now in everything else, what we're called to do is called to attempt to love like Christ on others and to keep our eyes on Christ and on growing the kingdom. And so, you know, where our focus needs to be when we get distracted by, you know, the worldly things putting us second or third or fourth or a thousandth or whatever, or where we fail in areas or where we feel like we're failing or struggling is that that's not our calling anyway. Those are just things happening with us right now in the world, you know, that, yeah, we, we exist next to, but we're not of and, and destined to be just in this world. And those, those things I think tend to shape us whether we like it or not. Yeah. You know, but that's where our, our, our fight and our effort has to be is to, to not let it shape us, you know, as much as possible. Um, yeah. Romans 12, two is one of the, the scriptures that I looked at for this particular topic and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And, you know, that is our, you know, what we are charged with and expected to do. Um, It's interesting that we ended up on this topic for tonight. Uh, Yesterday, or the day before, I don't remember now, I've been listening to lectures for a uh, class that I'm taking right now uh, called History Makers. And it's all about the learning the characteristics of people particularly in the church that have, you know, basically been written into church history and, and become a part of it, you know, anywhere from the people you read about in the Bible, such as Paul, um, all the way up through, you know, Reformation and, and the Middle Ages and, and all sorts of different people. But one of the things the professor mentioned in the, in the early lectures was, you know, it is not up to us how many people are going to participate in or be saved by or be a part of our job or our work in the ministry for God. Um, It's not up to us, you know, if we are to be, you know, Billy Graham or if we are to be somebody who locks himself in a closet and doesn't talk to anybody but just intercedes in prayer their whole life for other people and affects the kingdom that way. And I think often, you know, as Christians, when we get saved and we're on fire for God, we start, you know, Satan, in fact, he said this in the, in the one lecture and it, it kind of blew my mind. I'd never thought about it this way. He said, you know, Satan's not going to attack you or your ministry when you're first getting started and you're on fire. Because if he attacks you and he succeeds and he fails you, how many people is he bringing down with you? Yeah. Not many, right? 
But if he lets you get some momentum and lets you build. You got more people behind you. He's going to take down that whole ministry. And so, you know, what happens is we get going and we get excited and we want to do all this stuff. You know, we want to, we want to work full time in ministry or we want to plant a church or we want to preach or we want to run a youth group or we want to do this mission event or trip or whatever. And then we get told no, or somebody else gets picked or something else happens. And we don't feel like we have the same value because we're just doing, you know, helping with offering at church or helping with a Sunday school class that's got a few kids in it or whatever. But I think you're thinking. <laughs> I am. Very big pauses. It was like two seconds. I know. Who, what's the name of the person who helped Billy Graham find Christ? I don't know. Who, you know, who say or helps, you know, name any mega pastor, right? Who helped them get saved? We don't know their names, right? Right. Most of them. But because of that person, how many thousands of people have found Christ because they helped or they talked to one person? Right. So, yeah, you know, from a standpoint of worthiness, none of us are worthy, but none of us are also less worthy or less valuable than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. just feels that way sometimes which is obviously what we're talking about yeah it gets the best of you in your human nature a lot of the time and so i guess here's a good second half of the episode question you know knowing that we know the truth knowing that we know you know what's right but also knowing that we're going to falter and, and it's going to get a handle or get a hold of us sometimes. How do we get out of that? What do we do? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's You're catching me off guard with a lot of these questions. I don't know right now. If anyone has the answer, uh, we would love to hear it. Uh, no, I think it's a sincere question. Like, what are the things that we can do to try and get us out of those low points? You know, is there anything in particular? I, I know what I think. Like, you and I differ in the way we handle things sometimes. In the way we process things. Process. Um, yeah. Well, that's the, like... That's such a trigger word for me anymore. (laughs) But no, we we differ, right? So you, you know, when these things happen, you've got to talk about it and you talk about it more than than what I do. Fair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1000% fair. But that helps you, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I can see it as the, you know, couple of days of digesting things and talking about them where on I can see 
your attitude and your brain and everything start to just kind of shift and morph on on things even when you know they're particularly hurtful or or whatever right yeah mm-hmm. um the like the catch in that right is i'm not like that nope you shut right down but um if i get that opportunity to not think about it for a while (laughs) or not talk through it um what to me feels like a lot to you processing different doesn't then i start to heal i start to repair i start to take the opportunity to look at scripture and and you know pray about it and and start to heal and feel better so how do those two things coexist Sometimes they don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I drive you nuts. Okay. I'm sure I drive you nuts but too. But you have tried in the last couple of weeks to really help me and vice versa. Like we've tried to help each other knowing and recognizing that we work on things different and think and discern things differently. Um and we've recognized that with each other. So I feel like it's been successful because we're aware of that from the very beginning. I don't think it would be as successful and we would just kind of butt heads if we didn't know what each other needed in that moment. I mean, we've been there. We're just yes. old now and we've learned through failing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those are wise words. That was a good explanation. So, Okay you've processed extensively i mean processed and and talked through things now what how do you where do you go from there when you're starting to heal and starting to feel better um it just it depends i think it differs from okay. the situation i think okay. but you know a lot of the times i get to a point of acceptance and just kind of move forward the way I know to move forward and like you were talking about routines and things like that like that's I go about life like and it stinks sometimes but you go through the the things that make you happy and the things you have to do and I think over time that kind of heals a little bit after you've had the ability to, to think and process on it I know one thing I've learned um, with your process from, you know, living through it and, and being a part of it that I didn't get early on in our relationship. Because what happens in the beginning of your process, man, I've, anyone listening, just give us a nickel for every time we say process tonight. <laughs> we'll be able to get some new equipment. This thing's going to go huge. It's going to be great. Um, the beginning of your process often, um, you know, say it's something that you prayed about, you prayed about, you discerned about, and then it didn't go the way that you thought it was going to go. And you're really hurt by it. In the beginning of your process, you talk through all of the things that happened. Um, and all the things that could possibly change. All the things that could have changed. All the things that you don't understand. All the things that... You don't think we're right about it. All the things you're mad about, all the things you're sad about. 
And often some of those things early in the process said through hurt won't be incredibly rational. They won't align with what truth is from God is or what faith is initially. And early in our relationship, I thought, oh my gosh, she's <laughs> she's losing it. I got to speak truth to her. I got to tell her all the scripture right now. I got to tell her all this. She knows better on all this stuff. Why is she saying this? Why? What? Holy cow. What I've learned is not to put a ton of regard into what happens early on in that process. That's like poison that you've got to spit out of your system. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you'll hold on to it. And what I see happens as you go through that process. So you just said, you know, you begin to accept things. And earlier I thought the early part of that process, sometimes you're accepting things like you'll just say, well, I'm just only supposed to be a housewife and this isn't supposed to happen. And I'm just accepting that now. Those things used to scare me. <laughs> but what I've learned is when that's early in the process, you're not really at an accepting point yet. You're saying things to get them out because it's how you feel at that moment. Yeah. When you get to the acceptance part of the process, what you're accepting is you're accepting God's will. You're accepting that that particular thing, while hurtful, was just this wasn't the timing for it. This wasn't part of God's plan right now. And you start coming right back to the truth that you always live and you know out. Um, and I think that was the key development for us is lear me learning like that that's part of the process. Not to react early on because you're not done. Yeah. And I think like as bad as this sounds, like in that point, if you were to like toss some scripture at me, that's the last thing I want to hear, even though it should be the very first thing I want to hear. I know this now. But it's <laughs> it's one of those things I unfortunately is human. Like I'm human too. Like right. you have to for me, I have to spit it all out and I have to rehash it maybe a couple times in order to get everything out. And I know you don't like that, but um, at that point of figuring life out, for lack of better words, like, I know I should be looking at scripture, but it's just part of how my brain works. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I never understood it because the way I work so we flipped the script, right? And it, the said event happened to me. You'll want to ask me about it or you'll want to talk about it right away. But I'm not ready yet because I'm internalizing still and I'm still processing it. And what I don't want is I don't want to say something that I haven't, that I'm not ready for yet or that I haven't processed because what I'm going to say, I already know isn't true. It's just how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't talk about feelings. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I have to go through that internalized process because when I do speak about it, when I'm ready, I want to be to that later point. Yeah. And that's just how, I don't know, just how I do Well, it. and like tying this all back together to, to worthiness, like in that 
time of processing either with yours or with mine, like how we both do it, what tends to happen is the devil starts creaking in a little bit when it has, you have all these questions and all these things of self-doubt and all of these different things that even if it's good for some reason, like that's where he decides to creep in. And that's where you hit that bottom, you know, bottom of the barrel kind of thing to where you're like, am I worthy? Like, so pulling this all back together, I guess, you know, going through this process, the last couple of weeks of different life events that have happened. That's where this whole topic came from is this was a prop, like, I hate to use the word again, but this was a whole process of two weeks, essentially, even probably longer. And sometimes it takes that amount of time, but you go through all of the hills and valleys of trying to figure out, you know, what different things are supposed to look like in the things that you're going through. And especially us going through things together and being here at the camp together and, you know, venturing life like that is a little, uh, <laughs> I, I shouldn't say scary, but it's, you know, we're, we're, we're familiar with each other and how we're going through, um, different, different events, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think to like, just kind of put a nice little bow on all of it before we pray. Um, what it boils down to is we just need to be able to find that center, no matter what the process is or how long it is or how short it is. At the end of the day, we know we are not worthy. However, it's not, it's to make sure we don't get it twisted between worthiness and value. Um, because we are valued by the Lord. And that's ultimately what we have to be able to bring it back to. Um, Luke 12, 6 and 7, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. The Lord values you. He loves you, values you, and he's loyal to that, and he'll never not value you. And that is just like if there's one central key thing that through anything that we go through or venture through any obstacle and we will face trials if you're not right now stay tuned you will soon mm -hmm. um the lord values you loves you we better pray father thank you so much for valuing us for loving us for caring for us for knowing every hair on our head before we knew it was there I pray, Lord, that through this winter storm and this weather, that um, mentally and physically everyone uh, stays safe and healthy and can just keep their eyes on you, Lord. Um, I pray that if anyone listening does not know you, that uh, somehow, some way, they can have the courage to reach out to, to us or to their local church or pastor or whoever it is they need, whatever they need, just to find you and make that ultimate most important eternal decision for you, Lord. Um, thank you. We love you. Amen. Well, well, it's been a lot of fun. We are still on Instagram and Facebook. So if you don't like and follow, what are you doing, you dummy? Do it. Yeah, 
right. That's not very nice. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. Follow us. Hit the like, follow, whatever. Thumbs up, subscribe. Do the things. Do the things. Um, it helps. Share this with your friends. We'd love to just keep this growing and to be a bright and shining ministry for the kingdom. Uh, well, uh, provided nothing else crazy happens, we will speak at you next week. Good night. Good night.